just put my football analyst hat on. They don't have as much ability to switch things around like Arsenal do with Niedema, Blacksenius. They can try different formations. Don't think United might have that. They don't have the personnel to do that. Subscribe to the OTB Koyig pod on the OTB Sports app now. Now, earlier this month, the 2007 Hurler of the Year, Dan Shanahan, called time on his club career after a pretty remarkable 30 seasons with Lismore at the age of 45 following their defeat against Mount Sinai in the quarterfinals of the Waterford Senior Championship. I'm delighted to say that Dan is with us now. Dan, how are you getting on? Good, thanks, Will. Look, why now is always the question. Um, back at senior level, though, I suppose, after winning the Intermediate a couple of seasons ago and a, a run into the knockout stages into the quarterfinals this year, was it just a case of the body knows at 45 that the run has come to an end or why did you decide that this was the final year? Yeah, well, I suppose I went to the targets maybe to, to see out the 30 years when I, when I was getting so close to it. Um, seriously, I'd be afraid of a serious injury, Will. You see, lads getting mm. crucial against now. Achilles tendon, it can happen very easy. So I can, and I suppose the older he gets, um, the harder it's to recover. And I just felt I'd given my totally great year service to my club, and I felt it was time to the right time was there um, to to do so. Like you know, um, look, we're, we're competing against a massive team down here in, in Bally Gunner. You've seen that they're going for nine, they're going for ten in a row next season. It's an unbelievable achievement, and you know it, it gets harder every year. Will we get to a certain age to go train? You have to go, you have to do an extra bit. <laughs> More than the other lads, like you know, to keep up the to keep up the fitness levels. Mm. If I was to take you back to the first year, like what a way to start off with Lismore. You're coming up to your 16th birthday. You're thrown straight into the senior club championship at the semi-final stage. You beat Passage by a point to win the Waterford Championship in your first year. And in many ways, that success is something that you tried to chase in the 29 years after that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. With um, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's a big regret. One that one of a few that. We haven't won another county senior hurling title. We've been beaten by, in five by, by Bally Gunner um, again. Um, it was unbelievable to make your debut when, uh, when uh, at that age of 16 when you're hurling with some of the lads that in, in the club that are maybe 10 years old and you're 20 years old or 15 years old and will to get the chance to do it in Kappa Queen against Rowan Moore to come on and get the winning point and obviously to win it in 93 against Passage was phenomenal. It was a very bad white day and um, you know, to look to, I'll never forget the day uh, Will to, uh, it'll stay with me for a long time because it was the last time we won one so it was and it's such a shame but um, that's the way it goes Will as I said we got beaten in four or five of them um, by Bally Gunner like you know and our, our look ran out Early 90s it's a different time where a player at 15, 16 years of age can go onto a senior panel and play it's all been changed since the minor was changed around you couldn't play a couple of grades above your age at that point were you intimidated going into senior hurling at 15, 16 years of age or was it comfortable enough for you? Very comfortable with the simple reason that great lads around me. They always look after me, and I'd be the same way even to this, even to my day now. I would look after young lads that came on to the field because it was so comforting when you know that you have Sean Growler daily alongside in full forward, Paul, the pinnacle guys out in the wing. They'd look after you. If something had started on me, they'd be in straight away to look after me. And when you have that, when at a young age going on to the field, you've a bit of confidence about you as well. Like, you know, it was never overconfident at, at, at such a young age, but knowing that you had the boys to back you up. Sullivan twins, they 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 back you up big time, so they would have known you had that was unbelievable, comforting with. And the story always goes, you know, when it comes to club, it's where you start your career and it's the guys you're going to finish up your career with. And you were able to give over a decade of service to your club after you retired from intercounties, thirteen years after you'd retired. I mean, from what you're saying there, I get the feeling that you had, it was very conscious that you were trying to pass on to the next generation for that decade or so after you finished with intercounty. Yeah, definitely with. Um, 
There was one night um, I did not enjoy going up to the field. So it didn't, no matter who was in charge of our club or who was training us, they always got the 110% respect of a dead channel. I love going up to the club, training, the harder the better. It didn't bother me if it was hard or weight or, or dry or anything like that. Like, and to try and bring that to your young fellas and bring bring it into the... I suppose Morris was standing out there. He was young at the time as well. Like, you know, and a lot of other young lads there. But again, it was just to try and bring your experience to, to, to your club and give them the thanks with more than that else that... You know, when you're with your county, it's unbelievable representing. But it all started with your club, and it started with under under eight, under ten, six league we call it. Uh, it started for us, like you know, and to, to, to represent your county for 14 years. Next minute, you have to go back to your club and do your bit for them. Like, and I like to think I did that. I always have respect for guys who go out like that and literally go for as long as the body can possibly take them. Uh, Kieran McManus, the former Offaly footballer, was playing, I think, at 47 years of age for his club in midfield last weekend, which I think is just absolutely crazy to still have that kind of fitness level of 47 to be able to do that. But even looking at, you know, Eddie Brennan was back out with the E-team at his club during the week and he was talking about, you know, how much pride he took from just going out, even if it is junior and you're going way down the grades, to still be able to represent your club for as long as possible. There's a huge pride in actually still being able to do that, Dan. Oh, unbelievable. Um, I just, it's, it's unbelievable pride to know to put on the black and amber jersey. To know, I, I don't know that people know anymore or see anymore that, that, that the, the club means so much. We're down here we'll, in, in, in County Wharf and within a 5-10 mile radius, we have, we have nearly 10 adult clubs and to have more competing, it's phenomenal at the top level, senior, intermediate and junior, to their credit. Especially when you're going up against the Ballygunners, no one that you're probably playing for a county final spot. You know, to keep coming back to the field year after year after year, it's a credit, credit in the more lads, you know, and to every club lad in Morf because Ballygunner are up there for a reason. So they are, and they're, they're the best in the business and to keep coming back every year to, to try and get to a county final and meet them on a bad day, so hard, but I, I murder lads for doing it. Yeah, like it's a remarkable run they're on. We were chatting to Stephen O'Keefe uh, back after the All-Ireland Final and he was just saying that there was that drive within Ballygunner not just to try and win Waterford titles but to try and convert them into Munsters and ultimately uh, with Harry Ruddle's late goal they were able to convert it into uh, winning the All-Ireland Club Championship itself earlier this year. You have to have huge respect for what they've achieved over the last decade. Like To be able to go to that level and to be the standard bears within the county for effectively the last 10 years is some goal. It's unbelievable and I, and I take my hat off to him. People to be saying down here in Wharf, will they have the numbers? They have the numbers, but it's not. They're player led. You know, they're player led down there. The Mahenies, the Stephen O'Keefe, the Barry Cocklins. You know, they're leading that that force down there. It's easy going there and coach by league because the players will do anything for you. Because you know what I'm saying? They will. That they have the, the leaders on the field, and when they go out, they stand up. They go through their bad patch. They recover. They get into it, and they, they get the job done. Like they did last weekend. Like they've done the last nine years in a row. You know, and I, only for passage caught them on a late. A late burst, it could have been maybe ten, eleven, like you know. So I credit off the belly gunner. They're putting a massive, massive um, effort in underage and all the way up, and you can see the rewards. With and look, you have to take your hats off to the belly gunner. You mentioned there that you always enjoy going along to training. It was always, you know, seen as, as something very important to represent your club. Was there any time in recent years where you actually considered walking away because you stuck with them when they went intermediate and the journey back up to senior? Was there any point in the last few years you thought I'm not going back in this year? It would have crossed my mind. Well, yeah, it would have crossed my mind. But the one thing about me, when I go to the field, I put in the effort and see what I can do in the drills and the speed, I can do the things with, with the ball, the hand and stuff like that. I knew I had something to offer. And if I didn't think I had something to offer, well, I would have stepped away from it, to, to be honest with you. I'd always would have consulted the management and see where, where I stood with them. 
uh, and got their honest opinion and so, sometimes they didn't like it and sometimes they did. And, and this year they came to me asked me would I stand inside it with Morris injured and David Pinder gone away and a few with a lot of injuries this year etc. Will but but again um, I was honoured to you know I'd never seen my club stuck so I wouldn't I don't I think I've missed a handful of games I think one game through injury all, all my career but my thumb for, for, for my club like you know and look it's just something that that's, that I love doing and, and it can be hard to, to walk away with but it comes a time that you have to walk away because of maybe getting injured or other things in life, like you know, maybe other challenges I have to go. I love coaching, Will. I, I'll be honest with you. I love going to the field, coaching lads, and it's something that I look forward to now down the line. Looking forward to coaching, then. It's been strongly speculated, I think, up to this point, without Leash confirming it, that you're going to be involved with Willie Marr with Leash next year. Is that the case, Danny? Going in as a coach slash selector there? To be honest, with you, Will, nothing is confirmed. To be honest, with you. I'm actually involved with Brennan's Bridge, and to be very unfair for, for me to comment on whether I'm going in with Leash or not, they haven't come back to me yet or anything like that. So my, my focus is with Bill Bridgely, uh, Will, to, to be honest with you, for, for the weekend and the weekends ahead. Um, so to be highly unfair for me to comment on that because, um, look, Willie's Willie a great man. So we had a conversation, OK, we haven't decided what to do yet. Like, you know, so there's a few things to be sorted out, Will. But look, it, it's just something I love, something I love, um, Will coaching. And wherever I go, I'll always give it 110%. Yeah, I mean, look, you and Willie have got a previous working relationship together and you know, previously you would have worked as a selector in Waterford as well. I'm just asking you, like, what kind of manager Leash are getting there? Because he's making that step now from being a very successful underage coach and a very successful club manager to now going into Intercounty. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He, he's a great man, Will. Um, I was lucky enough to, to have worked with Willie with Derek when he came in. Um, so he did in 14, I think. And he's went away and did it with Kula. He's went away and did a tip underage. So he has, like you know, he, he's um, he's honest, he's hard work, and you know, Will, he he's just everything that to, to be the top. You know, it's a, it's a good start for William uh, in Leash. So it is, like you know, and I, I know what Leash are getting. A professional man has done it before. It's a, it's, it's a step for for Willie himself as well. Will, but I've no doubt in my mind this man is going to go places. Like you know, he's a, he's a real leader. He's he's a good worker. He's a good organizer. And look, one or two right lads with him, you never know what happened for Leash. Your own coaching aspirations, then, does that extend to intercounty? Look, we'll see what happens potentially with Leash there, but further down the line, you know, having in many ways, I guess, served your apprenticeship, having worked with your own county with Derek, and you're getting to the All Ireland final in 2017. Is your hope to become a manager at intercounty level further down the line, Dan? It would be, Will, if I'm being honest with you. Like, no, um, as I said, I've, been, I've worked with some great people, as in Derek McGrath. Uh, Willie with Bennett's Bridge this year, like you know, two two of the best that uh, would have been there with Davy too, would have seen what he had to do, like you know, and other managers, Justin obviously as well, and, and Jeremy McCarthy. So I would have been through the ropes, the ropes there a bit. Really, even with club management, the 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 the, the, the way club training has gone, no, Will, there's not, a lot of great club coaches and club club managers come into clubs. So I just love going to the going to fields, watching training, Will, trying to learn myself, learn myself, like you know, and down the line, you'll never know what happened. Like, you know, it's, it's another step. Will, if I'm being honest, you're the green coaching and the green management, like you know. So maybe down the line, um, please God, if the Walford thing was to pop up there, maybe three or four years time, that I'd be, I would be a candidate for that, like you know. But again, it's a bit away. Yeah, everyone would love to manage their home team, and in, in Waterford's yeah, yeah. case, you'd love to be the team that you know gets the breakthrough and wins the All Ireland title. And who knows, maybe it'd be Davy who do so. I think back to 2017, though. I think after the game, probably to that kind of iconic image of. Yourself and Derek on the sideline as Galway are going up to lift the Lee McCarthy and Derek is effectively crying onto your shoulder mm-hmm. at the time. Like, 
there's probably two sides to this. On the one hand, it must be fantastic to be involved with your own county. But on the other hand, it must be psychologically very difficult to be involved with your own people and your own team and to have a day like that All-Ireland Final. Yeah, well, uh, I think that in the All-Ireland Final there first, it, it was devastating. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think Galway had ever beaten more for the championship up to that day and I don't think they have ever since. Um, well, so it was devastating that, uh, to go so far with your own knowing that you, you, you gave it everything as a player and you still didn't make it and to go so far as a, as a coach with, with Derek and the lads was unbelievable um, Will, but on the lads Will, I absolutely love training the boys the Austin Gleasons the Jamie Barnes the Mahonies the Soccer Keeves the Morrisons they were absolutely fantastic lads the Fives when every night you used to get out the field Will, I used I used to just bring what I could bring to them and they, they had the respect for me and the respect for Derek and it was phenomenal to go and train them lads because I can assure you, Will, they gave us everything for the five years they were there. And I couldn't speak highly enough of the lads, like, you know, and obviously disappointed I haven't been maybe approached again to go in. But again, well, it's just the way it is. And I'd like to wish David the best luck in that. Yeah, Ron Nogara said to me after the Champions Cup final, summer just gone by, that you can never really compare your playing days to your coaching days. He said he could never compare winning with Munster as a player compared to becoming a winning coach with La Rochelle just this summer gone by. But by the sounds of it, given how invested you were with the group, how does it compare, say, if we look back to some of the close misses that you would have had with Waterford when you won Munster Championships? I'm thinking of 07 when you got to a semi-final as league champions and there was a feeling that maybe the breakthrough might happen, getting to a final against Kilkenny. How does it compare playing versus coaching when it comes to trying to get to the top of the mountain? Yeah, um, well, I suppose, I think people seem to forget that the inter-county players now and the bar are Limerick. The, the physique they have, the hurling they have, the speed they have is unbelievable. You, you said it there about ten minutes ago. Decades, we've from decade to decade, we've gone different down alleyways and stuff like that. Limerick and the bay, and and to be an inter-county hurling, will you have to commit to everything compared to maybe when I started. But you, when I started, will you be able to go for a few points after a league game? There's no way you can do that now. Like you know, and the, I feel for inter-county lads because. The effort they have to put in, like you know, they're they're amateurs and a professional. <laughs> sorry, they're professional sportsmen and amateur association. If that makes sense to you, like you know, and they, what they what they go through, they're, they're retiring earlier, they're giving up earlier because of the effort. Um, will so um, it's just phenomenal what they go through, and it does. As a, as a player, you have to do that. You have to go to the gym. You have to you have to do the stuff that that other lads don't. You have to go to weddings, not have a not have a few drinks, and and put in an effort. Um, but as a coach. You have to be up updated with your drills. You have to be focused on on everything, the movement of the game, the way the game has gone, other opponents, your own opponents, uh, how your own team are playing, and how how opposition's opposition teams are playing as well. So it's it's a, it's it's a very very hard work. We'll be honest with you. If I can ask you about the great mystery of last year, for those of us who were in Thurles watching the league final where your county took Cork apart and it seemed on the face that Waterford were set up for a year where they would be Limerick's closest contenders. And I think even after the game at the Gaelic Grounds where Waterford put in the best performance they put in the last two or three years against Limerick and you're thinking even in defeat this Waterford team are still fairly well set up for a long summer and then they exit in the Munster Championship. Can you put your finger on what went wrong this year? Yeah, I was at the league final and I was so proud of the lads to give them an exhibition of finishing, to, to be honest with you, but it was not Cork's greatest day. If you remember that day, Will Cork had a massive goal chance going in to make it a level game nearly close enough to half time and they didn't take it. Could have been a different story, but again, all lads came, came away from that 
Um, for me, really, when, when you win a national title, you have to you have to celebrate a small bit. All lads from on here, it didn't celebrate. Went straight back into training and training hard. And if you know, and if you're being honest with yourself, they didn't play well when you go against Tipperary. They struggled to beat Tipperary below in Wells Park. So they did. Um, the limited game for me is a three-point hammering. So it was the card, the writing was on the wall, to be honest with you, with going into them games, like you know. And look, Cork came to Wells Park and, and got the result that we were all expecting Waterford would get. And we all know what happened in Clare. So it was disappointing. We look at national title, it's good, Will. But when you see the nominations of all stars this year, when Dizzy Hutchinson got a nomination for 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 the for league wins, so league league titles, I mean that. And to be honest with you, like you know, and looks a bit disappointed. New man in charge, they can regroup and refocus and drive it on for next year. Yeah, well, look, Paul Murphy and James Gall were saying that to me in the Hurling Pod throughout the year. They were like, don't get carried away and Waterford shouldn't get carried away by the idea you win the league title. It's great to get a piece of silverware, but the feeling would always have been given that Waterford had been to the dance, had been to the All-Ireland final, had been to All-Ireland semi-finals and played Limerick in the seasons just before, that really Waterford's bar had to be how they would perform in the All-Ireland rather than the league title. Definitely will. And like, you know, I honestly think when, when you get the league semi-finals and finals you want to win it but you have to go away and regroup for championship because it, it's it's a different ball game altogether it's, it's dog eat dog it's different it's completely different and so, so it is from championship to, to league hurling uh, I don't think people realise sometimes the difference of, of in the contact the physicality the, the freshness after 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 um, after your league campaign you look at them and listen this you lost a few games didn't plan came back and won everything you know that that's what you have to do, Will. And you know, look, it's it's grand to go a league title. Don't get me wrong, but it's we haven't won Munster since ten. Mm. You know, so it, it that's too long for Waterford Hurling with the talent we have. Like you know, so again, proud of the lads won a league, but it's time to focus on different things. Maybe next year. You've already mentioned you're wishing Davy Fitzgerald well. You, know, you would have hurled under him before. He's won a Munster title. Last manager to win a Munster title with Waterford. He's gone back in. I was listening to him on WLR a few weeks ago when he was appointed and he was basically saying, look, people can be against my appointment. They can be for my appointment. They can talk about my style of hurling. But he was pointing out that he's won everywhere that he's gone previously. And that's what he wants to bring to Waterford. He said is a winning attitude. Is there that feeling with this appointment that maybe with the talent that's there within the squad that Davy Fitzgerald might be the motivator to give them that extra few percent? Yeah, look, I, we had David. My seven David didn't say, I tell you, on occasions, Will, if I'm being honest with you, and I have no problem saying that. Um, but again, the one thing he did bring, he bought professionalism, he bought everything to the t- everything to, to on board for, for us when he was there. 12 years on, well, he's went away, he's done it everywhere, he's went since. So, yeah, we just have to get behind him. You know, whether he plays seven at the back, six at the back, or eight at the back. You know, um, we did it ourselves with Derek. We played, we played to our best ability that we thought we'd win games with. And I know that Davey's going to do the same thing as well. We just have to get behind, get behind him. It's going to be negative. He's going to try a lot, of, a lot of players, I'd say, during the league. We mightn't get the results people want against against big teams. But again, it's all about championship. And I know that Davey, will look, he's been looking down here at, at, at the club scene at the moment. And I think he's 40-plus lads organised for training within the next few weeks already. Like, you know, so if we get behind him... Um, at the end of the day, we're a Waterford man, like you know. So um, all I want to see is for Waterford to succeed. Well, look, as you were a player, a successful player, you know, with Davy, and look, the end of your career came around at the time that he was in charge as well. But when you put heads with him, is that because of the type of intense character that he is? No, really, it's just like, to be honest, I was coming in to, to an end of my career, and I was a bit, maybe a bit happy. Um, he was telling me maybe I was part-time player stuff like that, like you know, and we had one or two conversations that. We, we we didn't see eye to eye, and I have no problem saying that. Will be to, to be honest with you, like you know, and but but again, as a coach, we went out in ten, happened to come on in the Munster final there to get the goal that helped Waterford win to win the trophy that 
we, we won in 10 and under lights and again I'll never forget that day like you know and coming off the field Dave you Dave, had to meet a cup to bring it in I said no Dave you needed it more than I did you know so um, look it's all about it's all about trying to be successful getting the getting the foundation right down you know we're getting the Austin Gleeses playing well the Jamie Barnes back playing well the Ty Bucks back playing and I guarantee if Davey can do that and he can Waffle won't be that far away from from winning a, a serious trophy next year. Yeah, I suppose. Look, it's not easy when you're coming towards the end of the career. If you think three years previously, oh seven, your earlier the year, you score yeah. eight goals during that year, you get to an All Ireland semi final, you've won a Waterford's best years in a long time, and then a couple of seasons later, you've been talked about as a part time player. It, it's hard for any player to kind of maybe come to terms with that as well. It is, of course, and that's the that's the way the game had gone. And even when Davy came in, his first night training, like you know, we we were totally totally. Not up to his fitness level, you know. So we we weren't up. I remember going to Park. He ran the living shit out of us. I mean, honest with you, like you know, and he had to do it, like you know. And but again, that's the way he. But that's the way he played the game. You look at these lads as probably two year window at this. The way the intensity he goes at, you know. And when you get to a certain age, you miss one or one or two. Like Lindsay are creaking in, or maybe a lack of form, and etc. etc. And it wasn't the only fact. There was a few other older lads pushed aside as well down here, like you know that. A kind of high profile like myself, like you know, we're pushed aside by Davy, a small bit down there. But again, we look, we 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 would attend. So he bought Everton, so he got them all in final zero ways. And look, I know what he's going to bring. Um, and I just hope the lads know what to expect from him when he comes down here for the intensity. Yeah, well, they can expect a very intense winter training program. Yeah. That group yeah. of players, like you know them intimately from your time working with them. A lot of them are still around now at this stage, even a couple of years on after uh, Liam Cal's run in the county. Is there enough in that Waterford panel to try and catch this Limerick team? Bearing in mind that Barr the Limerick have set. Yeah, well, it's a hard question to answer. You couldn't, you, you couldn't answer that in last year, but the previous year they had competed with Limerick. I think Waterford have gone down to Perkin order a bit, Will, if I'm being honest with you, compared to, to, compared to other teams, Cork going to Wells Park and winning. Like, you know, we, we, we've, we're going in lovely next year, Will. Um, they have a lot of work to do, Will, to get up there. I think there's a two-year window down here with this group of bunch of lads. Jamie Barnes, 28, 29, now they're, they're, they're all that age now, Will, and there's a, there's a two-year window here to try and succeed and win Munster and win in Ireland. Um, but they're going to have to find one or two more players, preferably big players, Will, because we're lacking big players down here, physically. Um, and I think if Davy can do that, he has a chance. But we, we are, um, you look at most management teams, you know, Pat Ryan's a serious manager. We all know what Cal did with Warford, he's serious, come back home, going and get another kick off, off, off a clear. I don't know who in Dublin do you know, Will, there's some serious men going into serious counties, like, you know, it's, and, and no more than Davy will offer it. Yeah. So, seriously, it's come competitive next year. Yeah, look, it feels like a new landscape, even without Brian Cody uh, going into yeah, next year. Yeah. So many yeah. different stories yeah, for us to yeah. chat about. Um, yeah. I want to just bring a background to your coach at the end, because Derek McGrath was on with the lads on OTBM yesterday morning. Just want to play a clip to you. This is what he had to say about what you bring as a coach, just as you get ready to maybe uh, step into your inter-county uh, coaching career again. Having done all he had done in the game, there was never a sense when he was imparting information of kind of, you know, boastfulness or anything like that. He's, you know, people see Dan and they see the tattoos and they see and they kind of judge from afar, but he's a very affable, very, you know, very nice guy, you know what I mean? And very, very gentle fellow in actual fact. Really, really gentle man around the, around the group. But, um, you know, in, in an era where, with Justin McCarthy, where he was ghosting in for goals and, you know, you talk about the Lark Corbett movement under Eamon O'Shea, I think Dan was kind of, ahead of the game when it came to kind of movement off the ball and, and kind of, as I said, ghosting in for goals. And he would be very good at imparting all that information. Even at the weekend there, he was involved with colleague and junior team. They had they bridged the gap winning the junior here in Waterford for the last 37 years. They hadn't won it. He was involved. 
I think it's it's it, he's going to be involved with Willie Maher in in Leash now as part of the backroom team. And you know he's he's looking to be a brilliant addition, brilliant coach, brilliant skills coach in particular. You know in terms of the speed of your hurling, loves it and hugely dedicated to the game and and to Lismore particularly. There you go, Dan. Very nice words uh, coming from Derek McGrath there, who you would have uh, soldiered with on the sideline with Waterford. Is that a fair assessment of you as a coach, that that kind of technical side and the skill side is what you're particularly interested in? Yeah, well, I would, yeah. I definitely um, would. I, I just think every fella can improve his hurling with, you know what I'm saying, to the speed of hurling, the way the speed of the game has gone. You see, see it. You see, they make the way they can play the ball or defence, like you know, and you you try to bring that to training with to your best ability. No matter who you with, if you're with a junior club, intermediate club, or senior club, you try and bring it, like you know, you obviously the senior, the junior club won't be as good at as, as a senior club because they wouldn't have the, the the players to do so. But you have to you have to learn that as a coach, like you know, and you have to know these things. When I've done it done it myself too with training sessions there lately with with different coaches over the years for far as more, like you know, and you try to bring it, go home and write it on my book if I saw a new drill. I'd write my book straight away and maybe add in a second or third ball to, to up the speed of, of the hurling wheel, if you know what I mean. But again, it's, I never stop learning really as a coach, if I'm being honest with you, if I can improve lads. Not only as, as hurling as well, but, but, but when you meet a fella one-on-one and have a chat with him and see how his life is, how he get on a walk. And it's so important. We all go to the field, we all do the hurling drills and hurling speed and coach them. But what I love with that lad that's maybe come in there after a bad day to work or is going through a different part of this different tough time in his life. You have to be there for that side of it as well, Will. And I'd like to think I was there when I was with Derek like that as well. Not only as a coach, but as a friend to the boys, which is very important to it. One final one for you. Next year, it's going to be the 31st season since you first poked the ball with the Lismore Seniors. What kind of supporter is Dan the Man Shannon going to be oh, on the sideline when he's not actually playing? <laughs> I don't know, Will, to be honest with you. I, I, used to, I, I love going to the GA games, whether it's a junior B, sitting on the grass and watching it um, in, in Dungar, Fatterfield, or in Capricorn, or any place, to be honest with you. I just love going watching games and throwing myself up against the rail and having a chat with lads that come in there. But I'm going to be very hard with my own because I know the lads, I know what they're capable of doing if, if they're fit enough, Will. And I'll probably just go to a corner of the field and try and keep my mouth closed, if I'm being honest with you, and not, not get onto the boys there because it can be hard for me. It'll be a new thing for me, but again, um, I'm looking forward to this day, that stage. Well, with standing in the corner there, just hoping the boys will put in a big effort. Like you know, well, I've always said this: I've no problem being beaten once you put in a good effort and, and you try. And if there's a team behind you or a man behind you, shake hands and you get on with it. Like you know, but um, it's going to be hard for me, but I look forward to being on the other side of the line for 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 the future. And look, who knows? Some other teams might be keeping you occupied at that stage. Look, good luck with the uh, rest of the campaign coaching with Bennett's Bridge in Kilkenny as well. And thanks a million for joining us on the show tonight. Well, my pleasure. Thank you very much, Bob.